I think you're really going to like this episode of STEM, Insider Tips for Greenhouse Pros. I'm Bill Calkins, and our guest today is Jason Twiddell. Jason was one of the first guests on STEM almost a year ago, episode number three. And he's back to tackle a completely different topic this time. Jason spent 13 years in greenhouse production with three different growers producing spring bedding and seasonal crops specializing in vegetative propagation and all aspects of managing greenhouse production. Then he moved to the technical support side of the business for a few years and now he's sales and marketing manager with Ball Flora Plant and Selecta One, companies that sit on the cutting edge of new genetics in the vegetative world and also understand the importance of trialing for many reasons we will explore during this episode. Jason will dig into the why, what, and when of trialing in an effort to highlight the importance of this critical piece of the growing puzzle. With margins getting narrower and the tolerance for inefficiency and shrink dropping to near zero, trialing and testing new genetics before replacing existing varieties is more important than ever. But first, Connect Four where we take a look at four recent news stories lining up to support one key industry topic. Since this episode is all about the importance of trialing, I thought I'd make Connect4 fit the theme. I'm excited to share some of the 2018 field trials highlights covering many star performers and leading new varieties. Ball companies participate in many of the top trials at universities and public gardens, in an effort to determine the field performance of annuals, perennials, vegetables, herbs, and other specialty crops. Covering all regions of North America and capturing data for performance in summer heat, cool season tolerance, in-ground, container, basket use, and more, allows us to build even more confidence in the products we offer as all the best and nothing else. Here are some of the top performers from four leading field and container trials in 2018. All of these amazing varieties are available to order on Ball Seeds WebTrack and WebTrack2Go and should be considered when building your product assortment for the coming years. Let's start with Colorado State University, a well-respected trial in a key North American region with its own unique set of climate considerations. I'll run down the list of some of the winners. Best of Angelonia, Angelonia Archangel Raspberry from Ball Flora Plant. Best of Coleus, Coleus Flamethrower Serrano from Ball Flora Plant. Best of Ipomea, Ipomea Solar Power Black Heart from Ball Flora Plant. Best of Lantana, Lantana Lucky Sunrise Rose from Ball Flora Plant. And the best of Salvia, Salvia Mystic Spires Improved, also from Ball Flora Plant. How about the best of Lobularia, a great hanging basket crop? Lobularia Passionaria Purple and White from Ball Ingenuity. Outstanding plants included Coreopsis Electric Sunshine from Darwin Perennials and Iberus Summer Snowdrift from Darwin Perennials. Best of Begonia Semperflorens for shade, Begonia Megawatt Pink Bronze Leaf from Pan American Seed. Best of Pentas, Pentas Lucky Star Dark Red from Pan American Seed. And best of Petunias from Seed was Petunia Easy Wave Silver from Pan American. The seed best of show plant was Salvia Big Blue from Pan American Seed, and the best of Vinca was one of my favorite introductions of the year, Vinca Tattoo Papaya from Pan American Seed. Next, let's head down south to University of Georgia. 
This venerable trial is always a go-to for southern growers and is known for its rigorous evaluation process. Also, plants to perform well at UGA tend to get plenty of promotion and often come with a following of early adopters. I'll call out some of the plants of distinction, bests of the best, and people's choice winners. Plants of distinction included Ipomoea Solar Power Red Heart from Ball Flora Plant and Verbena Firehouse Pink from Ball Flora Plant, and one of the best of the best was this Verbena Firehouse Pink. The Classic City Award went to Begonia Canary Wings from Ball Ingenuity, which was also an industry top pick. And, in fact, a People's Choice winner as well. Plants of distinction included Canna Canova Red Flame from Ball Ingenuity and Coreopsis Electric Sunshine from Darwin Perennials. Coreopsis Superstar was an industry top pick and a People's Choice winner and was awarded one of the best of the best awards. A Classic City Award went to Echinacea Sombrero Tres Amigos from Darwin Perennials, which was also a People's Choice winner. Some plants of distinction included Veronica Forever Blue from Darwin and Begonia Megawatt Pink Greenleaf from Pan American Seed. Pan American Seed also took home a People's Choice Award for Ornamental Pepper Purple Flash, which was also a Best of the Best winner. Plants of distinction uh, in Perennials uh, included... Uh, many uh, other award winners from Darwin uh, Perennials and uh, Plants of Distinction Award was given to Flox Giselle Hot Pink from Selecta One. An industry top pick, Plant of Distinction, and Classic City Award was given to Salvia Skyscraper Pink from Selecta One. Third, let's stay in the South for a trial that I see referenced a lot on social media, so it's clear they're spreading the word far and wide about the plants they highlight. Mississippi State University in Crystal Springs. Here are some of the top performers. For flowering plants, Celosia Dracula from Pan American Seed. For foliage plants, Coleus Premium, Shade, Kong Jr. Lime Vein, Rose, and Scarlet from Pan American. Top performers in terms of edibles, uh, one of the awards went to Pepper Habanero Primero Red from Pan American Seed and Snackabell Red. Top performers in flowering plants included Salvia Skyscraper Dark Purple from Selecta, Vinca Tattoo, Papaya, Raspberry, and Tangerine from Pan American Seed. The final chip in our game of Field Trials Connect 4 are some of the latest plants to be recognized with Dallas Arboretum Flame Proof Awards. Let me run down the list. Alternanthera Purple Prince from Pan American Seed, Canna Canova Bronze Orange from Ball Ingenuity, Coleus Flamethrower Chili Pepper, Chipotle, Salsa Verde, and Spiced Curry from Ball Flora Plant, Lantana Landmark Red from Ball Flora Plant, Lavender Bandera Purple from Keith Seed, Miscanthus Bandwidth, a very cool variegated Miscanthus from Darwin Perennials, Pepper Candy Cane Red from Pan Am, Salvia Mirage Neon Rose from Darwin Perennials, Salvia Mystic Spires Improved, again, that one keeps popping up from Ball Flora Plant, Vinca Titan Polka Dot, and Vinca Valiant, the entire series from Pan American Seed. Last but not least, Zinnia Zahara Double Raspberry Ripple from Pan American Seed was awarded the Dallas Arboretum Flame Proof Award. Be sure to visit as many trials as you can in your region, whether they're university trials, greenhouse trials, or other showcases of the latest genetics. The more data you can collect, the better when it comes to building your product mix. Now, let's catch up with our guest, Jason Twiddell, for a thorough discussion about running your own trials, the whys, what's, and when to consider.
It's my pleasure to welcome Jason Twidal to STEM. After graduating from Kansas State University with a degree in horticulture, Jason spent more than a dozen years in greenhouse production with three different growers. He worked exclusively in the production of spring bedding and seasonal crops with a focus on vegetative propagation and all aspects of managing production scenarios. After 2013, Jason was a territory manager with Ball Floor Plant and Selecta One, covering the Northeast and Great Lakes regions, focused primarily on sales, but also spending plenty of time solving technical and cultural issues for greenhouses of all sizes and specialties. He recently moved into the role of sales and marketing manager for Ball Floor Plant, managing sales and technical reps in the field, and developing strategies to lead Ball Floor Plant into the future. He's a busy guy, and I feel very lucky to have him on STEM to talk about the importance of plant trialing and how to take greenhouse trialing to the next level in an effort to select the absolutely best varieties to meet your unique production and market needs. Jason, welcome back to STEM. Thanks for having me back, Bill. So we haven't talked in almost a year. Um, it's really amazing. Time flies when you're having fun, and I guess uh, you've been crisscrossing North America and uh, Central America looking at crops, and uh, I've been dealing with garden centers and working with uh, ball seeds, so I think I would pretty much safe to say we've both been really busy in the past year. So in your view, how was the 2018 season for the growers that you worked with in North America? Did you pick up any lessons or spot any trends when it comes to production? Well, I think overall, uh, it was a pretty good season for growers, you know, I mean, um, it's, it's pretty much all about weather in spring, right? So certain regions had uh, better weather than others, probably had better springs, but, and it seems like spring was a long time ago since we just, just wrapped up, uh, the 2018 season in poinsettias. But, um, you know, I think as far as production, um, or trends that, that I kind of spotted or noticed it was, it was growers trying to find more plants that. Um, that really work well for the consumer, you know, so putting, putting emphasis and, and time into getting products that are, um, that their customers are going to be successful with. Um, and then, you know, labor, we talk about it all the time. Um, labor and efficiencies are, are really important. And as far as production goes, growers are just trying to find ways to keep that, uh, in check as much as possible. And, and I'd say maybe the last thing would be that, that quality is still king, you know, it's still the most important factor. Um, for growers is, is having really good quality product going into the stores. It's actually exciting to hear, and I've heard that from a number of guests in probably the last six months, is really taking a hard look at that consumer performance, um, factoring that into the uh, selection of varieties. And then, yeah, obviously labor is uh, is so critical. And it's great, good to hear quality too, because um, you know that I tend to think that word is a little bit overused, but it's not when it comes to sell through and really uh, reducing shrink um, at, at retail. So uh, those are all excellent things to hear. So how about any products that perform better than, than you had expected for growers and retailers or anything that really uh, sticks out in your head in terms of product? Well, I would say that, um, you know, as far as product assortment, I mean, it's still, it's still really strong in combos and mixes and and sort of that that do it for me decoration type uh, um, of product where, you know, whether it's hanging baskets or mixed containers, um, that's still, I think we're still shifting that direction. Um, you know, less and less people are actually out in the garden digging and, and planting stuff. Um, 
you know, and for us, I mean, Caliber Co is still huge. It's still uh, the single biggest uh, genus that we have, um, you know, as far as vegetative annuals go. And and then, you know, I think what I mentioned before that, you know, we're seeing a bit of a shift towards stuff that, that growers and consumers know work, right? Whether that's, um, you know, something like Angelonia or Lantana or, or Coleus um, or uh, Sun Patients, you know, things that, that the consumers know that they're they're able to be successful with even you know in the heat of summer working all the way through the year and, and getting all the way to frost uh, in the fall i think those those crops that have utility and, and longevity um i think are, are everybody's kind of steering more towards that that makes sense and you you talked a little bit about the combos and mixes and that that do it for me do you think i mean is this impacting breeding too i mean going back to the breeding level are are breeders and product development companies, I guess, creating or looking for products to fill these these different formats? They are. I mean, I think it's important that the product works for the grower, right? We put a lot of emphasis towards trialing for that, uh, making sure it works in the greenhouse. Um, but we put a ton of effort at Ball Floor Plant uh, and selected to making sure the product's going to work for the consumer once they get it home. Um, so you have to combine both of those, I think, in product development and trialing. Uh, if you don't, then you're only you're only, you know, solving for one part of the uh, uh, of the supply chain. No, I, I guess yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And you actually uh, provided a perfect segue in talking about trialing for the performance in these different configurations. So let's move on to trialing, um, since that really is the the crux of our conversation today. So in your travels and experience, are you seeing effective trials taking place at greenhouses these days? I'm going to guess this probably isn't a yes or no question. There's probably a range, but have you seen greenhouse trials getting better over the last decade? How are growers doing in terms of trialing um, plants uh, before they, they make uh, changes to their assortment? You know, I would say that growers are, um, they're putting more emphasis on trialing, I think for sure. Um, you know, it used to be trialing was primarily focused around, uh, you know, what's new. Let's trial the, the new varieties for this year. Um, I think you're seeing more of an emphasis on trialing to to solve problems um, with labor issues, you know, cost savings, uh, um, efficiencies that way, trying to find ways to, you know, increase profit margin um, uh, through trialing in your production processes. Um, but then also, you know, the variety selection process of, um, you know, do I need a better yellow marigold? And if so, you know, uh, trialing, you know, different options out there to, to try to solve that problem. So I would say growers... Uh, are getting better at it, um, you know, over the last few years, but, uh, but it's still something I think we can all put, put even more emphasis on. Perfect. And that's definitely why I wanted to uh, get you on STEM was to talk a little bit about that emphasis and some of, uh, I guess, some of your ideas and, and, and tips for growers as they look to either uh, enhance or implement a trialing process. So, you touched on a little bit um, trialing to solve problems um, in, in various different ways and not just uh, trialing the brand um, new varieties, but why should growers trial plants beyond just the obvious goals of learning more um, before they shift, I guess, large amounts of their production to something brand new or to uh, a crop that's new to them? Well, I think all trialing, um, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all uh, we're all in the manufacturing process, right? All growers are, are manufacturing a product. And I think it's really important to emphasize continuous improvement every year, trying to get a little bit better uh, than you were the year before. And, you know, trialing really comes down to trying to solve a problem. 
you know, what, what didn't go well, um, you know, or what do I want to improve upon uh, from the previous year? And, and so I think for growers, uh, you know, before they move, you know, big amounts of production to, to something new, whether it's a new process or a new uh, chemical that they want to use for something or, or a new variety, then it, it's really important to something we talk about a ball is, is walk, crawl, run. Um, I should say crawl, walk, run. Okay. Got those mixed up. Um, you know, but if you start off with a small piece, um, trialing just a little bit and then implement that in a bigger way before fully implementing uh, a trial, I think that's the right way to do it. Um, in order to help you improve your, your processes or your, your uh, product assortment. So you talk about kind of an uh, incremental improvements from year to year in terms of, you know, thinking of it in, in manufacturing terms. Um, what are some of the, what are some of the things that, that you trial to improve? You talked about maybe chemicals or new varieties, but when you talk to growers, what are some of the most common, I guess, challenges they're trying to improve on year to year? Well, I think I mentioned it earlier, you know, whether you're just, you're trying to find a better yellow marigold or red geranium or, um, you know, oftentimes it's just trying to find a better variety. Um, uh, but there's lots of other reasons to trial. It's a, it's a production process or uh, maybe there's a new chemical on the market that you want to trial in your facility to see how it works. Um, you know, all of these different things, you know, as far as the plants go are, are important parts of trial processes. Um, but the other thing is, is production processes. Right, like whether you're trying to improve uh, um, the flow of the product in your in your production barn, or uh, how efficiently your workers stick cuttings on your sticking line, you know, uh, working through and evaluating those production processes um, are also ways to to go through trialing and, and and improve your facility overall. And it kind of sticks out to me that a lot of this probably comes down to the fact that you have to measure. Um, performance in these different areas too, which is probably a whole nother topic for a whole different day. But um, I guess to improve any of these processes, especially it would, probably a lot of it comes down to knowing uh, what's going into those processes in, in the first place. So um, that's good. I'm glad to hear that, that more and more growers are thinking along those lines. So how do you, I guess, how do you think trialing relates to or equates to quality? Because we talked about, you know, picking a better a better variety. Um, earlier you mentioned the fact that quality is king. How does trialing either impact or hopefully equate to an, an improvement in quality? Well, I think that's, you know, that's sort of the fundamental reason to trial is, is to improve the quality um, within your facility, it's, you know, especially on, on problematic crops or crops you've had issues with. I mean, as a grower, you always, you always have that, you know, one or two crops you wish you would have done better with, um, over the course of the season. And, and as long as you're identifying those and, and, um, working towards improving them, um, then you've got sort of this continuous improvement process that you need to have, um, you know, just to continue to get better. And I think that just drives overall quality up, um, within your facility. And again, it can be trying to find a better, uh, of you know one specific variety or better production process or shipping process or you know there's all kinds of ways for us to, to trial and get better within the within your uh, your growing facility uh, but i think it all equates back to to the quality of the product overall that makes a lot of sense especially knowing that quality leaving your greenhouse has so many um i guess it just a dominoes all the way down the line so when you talk about trialing leading to improvements in production methods or that process, 
Can you dig into that just a little bit and maybe share any examples where you've seen this in action or seen trialing, I guess, result in better process um, when you talk about greenhouses as manufacturing facilities? Yeah, so I mentioned um, the sticking line, right? I think that's an important process where there's obviously a lot of labor involved. Um, you know, we're starting to see growers move towards automating that process, whether it's the auto sticks machine um, that transplants cuttings for them or the ISO, you know, robot arm that picks up the cuttings and sticks them in the trays. You know, obviously that's a that's a complicated process, sticking cuttings. There's a lot of labor involved. And, and so just finding better ways to do that, whether that's a, a progressive sticking program or some kind of lean flow um, production process that, that you use, um, you know, focusing on that production process where there's a lot of labor involved. Uh, anything you can do to improve that obviously comes back to the bottom line. Um, you know, so that's that's maybe a production process um, example. You know, the other place where growers do a lot of trialing is is uh, in the facility, in the greenhouse, and and culturally what they're doing with the crops. And as a, someone who's a propagator for a long time, we used to spend a lot of time on on rooting hormones. And how do you uh, how do you get these cuttings off mist as fast as possible by getting that callus and getting those roots out as quickly as possible? And so we used to do a lot of trialing on, on rooting hormones. You know, what's the right rate? What's the uh, right timing of the application or the type of application to do? And um, you know, especially on on certain varieties that are hard to root, um, we all know you know certain certain items in the in the greenhouse and propagation that are challenging to root. Uh, maybe something like a scavola that takes a little bit longer to to get roots on it, um, you know, just trialing different methods to speed that process up uh, will we'll absolutely improve, um, you know, uh, the quality within the facility. And, and then that'll that'll turn into to increased profitability as well. So you're looking for the problem varieties. You're looking for the most labor intensive processes. I would imagine that these, um, I guess, these strategies are applicable to growers of all sizes, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, large growers tend to um, have opportunities to uh, to move the needle a bit more because you, you make an incremental change. It can it can go a longer way. Um, but every grower of any size has challenges they need to overcome every year. And, you know, again, pinpointing what those are, documenting so that you, you know what you need to improve upon, um, that gives you sort of the first step in, in, in improving that process, you know. Um, another one that I used to to trial quite a bit is whether or not I could get away with a pinch uh, or a no pinch uh, on a particular item. Like, could I use a Florel application, let's say, to to improve branching enough that I could uh, I could eliminate a pinch on that crop? Obviously, that would eliminate um, labor, that would eliminate some sanitation risk, and um, and improve the, the the quality of the product overall. I think that was that was always a big emphasis for me. Um, so those are the types of things that you know just continuing to. To, to utilize them, whether you're a small grower or a big grower, can can improve uh, overall quality within the facility. No, I, I like that. That's probably some of the best advice I've heard uh, in terms of trialing. Um, and it does come right back to thinking of it in terms of a manufacturing setting, which I, I really like that analogy. So when I think back to our, our last STEM episode almost a year ago, you talked about executing a plan with timeliness and priority. Those were your two key words. Um, when I named the episode, I took it right out of the comments and, and our pre-show discussion, timeliness and priority. So I know for a fact that you are all about planning. So can you talk about the steps 
that would go into a greenhouse trial strategy or how someone um, looking to improve what they're doing today or uh, begin a trialing uh, process, you know, whether it's related to varieties or chemicals or processes, what are some of the steps um, that, it, that it takes to get ready for a, a greenhouse trial? So I think if you, if you go to Google and you type in continuous improvement process or continuous improvement strategy, usually uh, a lot of pictures will pop up, but they're, they're very similar, um, like sort of a flow chart or a, um, a circle of uh, a flow of, of what a continuous improvement process looks like. And really, to me, it comes down to four things. And, you know, the first one is identifying what that opportunity to improve is, right? So we talked about that. Do you need a better yellow marigold or do I need to improve my production process here? You know, do I need to use rooting hormones to improve, uh, um, you know, my, my success in propagation on a particular product? You know, so that's step one, identifying where that opportunity to improve is. And then the next step, step two would be creating a plan um, around that. So analyzing the issue, right? Why do I need um, to to get a, a better red geranium? You know, what's wrong with the current one? Um, and analyzing uh, whether it's the variety itself or it's your production process, um, and and kind of building a plan around that so that you can you can have something to execute within your trial. Like, how do I want to overcome uh, what my challenge is? Once you've kind of created that plan. Then you execute the plan. That'd be the third step. So execute the plan with the new process um, that you put in place, um, whether it's you know replacing that variety uh, or changing some production practice uh, within your facility. You know executing that plan is is would be step three, and then a big part of that step three is documenting um, what's going on within that execution. Um, and then step number four would be reviewing that trial, right? So reviewing the documentation understanding whether or not the, the changes you made actually made a difference. Um, and then you can feel good about whether or not you're ready to move on to that next step, which would be implementing this into, into production in a bigger way. So speaking of um, implementation and execution, you talk about uh, the importance of documenting. What about um, some other uh, things that can increase the chances of a, of a successful trial outcome? I think really the biggest thing to, for growers to be successful with this is to allocate the right resources toward it. You need to really emphasize that it's an important part of, of your facility and your production. So if you're gonna um, if you're gonna put just a little bit of time or a little bit of resources towards it, you're probably not going to be overly successful. Um, you know, just like anything else you do, uh, if you if you plan for it and you allocate the right resources towards it, um, then you got a decent chance of success. So, you know, for a lot of growers. Um, you know, finding someone within your facility that is going to be your, your trial manager, um, I think that's a really good way to ensure or increase the chances of success with the trial. Somebody needs to own that trial. And, you know, we see go around and visit growers. Some of our biggest growers might have a, an R&D department and they might have a, a research and development R&D director, someone who uh, that their entire 100 uh, percent of their time is focused towards trialing and, and research and development. Um, and smaller facilities might have, you know, one of their growers or assistant growers that actually does the trialing part of things too. But regardless of the size or, or what you put towards it, um, you do need to have somebody that owns that trial and really allocate, um, you know, that, that sort of human resource towards, um, towards trialing. And then 
the second part of that, I think, would be uh, making sure that that person that is that is in charge of those trials has the necessary resources to be successful with it. So whether that's you know space within the greenhouse, um, they've got the time they need to do it. They're not you know bogged down by too many other jobs. They actually have the time to commit to to uh, executing and documenting trials. Um, and then you know maybe they need some additional help, different uh, employees to help them to to execute that trial and. Um, you know, so I think those are really the two biggest things to increase your chances of a successful trial. It's making sure somebody owns that trial, somebody's really in charge of it and responsible for it, and that that person has the right resources to succeed. Nope, that's uh, that's really really good advice. I think that any any um, strategy like that with a strong champion who has the backing of management has a much more uh, much more likely chance of a successful uh, outcome. So. Once the trial's concluded, you talked a little bit about the importance of review, which can sound easy, but I would imagine it's it's actually not, and probably um, even more critical than than we're letting on here. So how do growers use the information or the data that they collect to benefit the decision-making and production plans in the future um, when it comes to uh, the conclusion of the trial and, and potentially that review process? Well, so I, I mentioned the data collection, right? And I think that's really um, a really, really important part of the trial, you know, executing it and creating a good plan. Those are all very important steps too, but um, you have to collect the data. You're only as good as that data that um, that you're bringing in to the review process. And, you know, I think every grower out there has got a smartphone in their pocket uh, or on their hip, and that is one of the best ways to collect data, right? We can pull this this phone out with a great camera on it and we can snap a picture every day when we walk past that trial, if we want to. We can do it multiple times a day if we want to. Um, you know, we have incredible technology to be able to document um, to our trials. And I think that that's, uh, that's something that, that can't be lost on, on trying to, um, you know, to be able to, to evaluate how successful the trial was and whether or not it's gonna impact your future production plans. Um, it's so important that the data collection uh, is done right. You know, and I talked a little bit about um, crawl, walk, run, you know, I think that's a really good strategy as far as the actual future implementation of it. Um, as you get that data collected and you feel comfortable that the trial was a success, maybe you go from 100 pots in the initial trial to 1,000 pots in, in the next set of the trial. And once you feel very comfortable with that, you move that to 100% to of your production, um, you know, for that particular item, let's say. So I think that documentation is absolutely critical. Um, and then, you know, setting aside the time to actually review that, that information that you've collected. Um, and one thing that, you know, I don't think I, I mentioned was, you know, you have to do trials at the right time, um, to really get the most out of them. And it's really hard when you're very busy in the spring to try to implement and execute a trial because, you know, you're running around like crazy, uh, you're incredibly busy, you're working all the time. Um, the facility is completely full of production. Uh, you have to carve out a little bit of space for those trials and you have to really, you have to do them in season if you want them to be successful, because it's really hard to evaluate how well the product's going to do in spring when you're doing the trial in the fall. So I think it's important that, um, you know, timing of the trial is also, I think, very important. And I've gone into a lot of greenhouses with sales and technical reps and that trial is sometimes lost in the back corner or, Hey, come look at the trial. Ooh, I forget where it is. Or it, that space was just taken. So, um, I think that that 
comes back to allocating the resources of a person and the resources within the greenhouse to really um, give priority to to that trial. So uh, good advice, especially with the timing. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, if you're really going to make a concerted effort to um, have a, a strong trialing strategy, uh, you really need to uh, get those resources uh, allocated correctly. So before we wrap up here, what have we missed? Like, do you have any last ideas to help listeners with plant trialing and selection? We've spent maybe 25 minutes talking about it. I know it's it's a big topic. Um, what what have we missed? Anything else you wanna you wanna share with the listeners before we we wrap it up here? Well, I think you know the biggest thing is making it a priority within your facility, um, and whether that's improving your production process or variety selection or um, you know, the things you do culturally within the facility, uh, making trialing a priority is huge. And, and that can go outside of just your own facility, right? That can be um, making a priority to go out and read trials uh, in the summer. Maybe your, you know, your, your regional um, trials, right? A university trial or an opportunity to go see how this product is performing in the middle of summer in a, in a, in a landscape setting. Um, making priorities for that kind of, um, you know, uh, product performance, I think, is really important because we talked about it earlier. The products that are performing um, for the consumer at the end of um, the, the consumer that buys that product from retail, you know, that's really, really important to bring that person back in to buy product again the next year. And um, so, going out and, and reading those regional trials to see what works in your climate in your region, uh, I think, is is really important. Great advice, and there are many trials at many different locations. Um, I'm sure everybody knows where some of them are in your re region, but maybe it's uh, maybe it should be a, a goal this year to go out and really find find all of them and see how many you or someone on your team can visit. So, I know that Ball Floor Plant and Selecta conduct tons of trials, and you guys are really really good about sharing your findings, whether it's through videos or cultural recommendations. Um, I'd encourage listeners to go to the Ball Floor Plant and Select North America websites um, to find a lot of the the trial data collected. And some of this uh, some of this research is done for you. And the quick videos are uh, great opportunities to see some of these trials in action. I will put links to those in the show notes. Um, and Jason, if listeners want to talk to you or someone on your team about how to develop and implement. The trial plans, um, somewhat like we've discussed during this podcast, what's the best way to get in touch? Well, if you go to our, our website, um, at the bottom, there's a, a tab for meet your sales territory manager. Uh, you can go in there and, and you can see which territory manager uh, would be in your region. Their contact info is there. Uh, reaching out to them is a good way to uh, to kind of get the ball rolling on, on building a trial if you need any help with that. Um, but I'm, you know, kind of go back to what you mentioned um, on our website as well, we talk a lot about our trialed and approved message, and it's really sort of at the backbone of a ball floor plant uh, genetics and our product assortment is enormous amount of trialing that we do to make sure our product is checking all the boxes, whether that's for the grower uh, or for the end user, the consumer, um, you know, and really testing and trialing out that garden performance messaging. And and uh, you mentioned we've got videos, we've got different trials on there. Our, our website's got great cultural trials. Uh, our technical team's done a lot of work to, to build our, our uh, resources that way for the growers, uh, for our customers. Um, but Chris Carlson, I think, which I think you've had on, um, 
yep. on your stem talks before. He does an awesome job with uh, with his trial peaks and his other BFP TV videos where, you know, he'll take he'll he'll video right there in the middle of a trial um, on a location and show how the product is performing um, in the landscape. And he'll make multiple visits, uh, you know, and so in the same video, you might see two or three months worth of um, of the same, you know, bed of, of, say, petunias or something like that. So just utilizing that kind of those kind of resources, I think, helps um, build confidence in, in our product and helps our growers uh, feel good about the stuff that they're bringing into their assortment. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's the best way for us to to help uh, growers out on that. Um, you know, building a trial plan like we talked about and get out, get in touch with us. We're happy to help in any way we can. That's awesome. And I think it's really um, sort of unique what Ball Flora Plant uh, and Select to do with the videos. You mentioned Chris's trial peaks. I will link to those videos as well, and as well as to the Meet the Sales Territory Manager um, area of the website. Um, I know all of those folks personally, and they are all excellent resources. They understand the region that you're in. They're going to give you extremely relevant information and um, I think just about all of them have, have plenty of production experience to uh, to bring to the table and and sort of give give you real world ways to implement these trial strategies that Jason uh, just talked about. So Jason, thank you so much for all of this fantastic information. Hopefully, it'll inspire listeners to develop a more solid trial strategy moving forward. It sounds like the investment will pay off, and then some. Thanks so much for listening to STEM, insider tips for greenhouse pros. And special thanks for helping us surpass 6,000 downloads by the end of 2018. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a minute to give it a good rating on your podcast player, or better yet, write a quick review. This will help expose more potential listeners to STEM. We really appreciate the support. I'm Bill Calkins, and you can always reach me by email at bcalkins at ballhort.com. B-C-A-L-K-I-N-S at B-A-L-L-H-O-R-T dot com. Or on Twitter at Bill Calkins. Be sure to follow Ballseed on LinkedIn for tons of B2B content related to STEM topics, timely technical tips, and much more. Let's end this episode with a quote from British cosmologist and astrophysicist Martin Rees about the importance of experimenting or trialing. Crucial to education is hands-on involvement, showing, not just telling, real experiments and field trips and not just virtual reality.